Political This Radio, everybody, and if you guys are listening, thank you guys so much. See, I, I love all of our listeners. Most of them are professional wrestling fans. If you're not, listen to this anyway. We're about to go into the original, the original, one time for me, baby. Woo! Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers versus Lutez. And I realized I only watch about a good maybe 10 seconds of this match and it didn't even start I was just like you know I just scanned through it real quick and I noticed folks Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair does a better nature boy than Ric Flair all respect to the second nature boy Ric Flair but you'll know what I'm talking about when you guys watch this the nature boy Buddy Rogers, his facial expressions, the way he enters the ring, the look on his face, the way he actually holds his his jaw in, in a certain position, you'll understand. And I'm watching, and I'm like, holy, Charlotte Flair does a better nature boy than Ric Flair. With all due respect to the second nature boy, I would like to say the original nature boy, but uh, come on. Can we call Charlotte Flair the Nature Girl or the Nature Boy Charlotte Flair? Even if we can call it a Nature Boy Charlotte Flair, I wouldn't mind. She does it better than Ric Flair. Facial expressions. Now, for those who are watching, Lutez versus Buddy Rogers. Are you guys ready? Chicago International Amphitheater. This is 36 minutes and 25 seconds long of a video. Not sure if we're going to watch the whole thing. Maybe we'll watch long, longer. But I'm going to chow down on my burger. I got some mayo. I got some Alfredo sauce on it. Sounds weird, but it's delicious when you make some sweet barbecue sauce on it. I'm a weirdo. It's late at night. Listen, you guys ready? On one, like we did the other videos. On Oh, by the way, before we continue, can't stress this enough. Not paying me to say this, but I love this book. Besides all my Jesse Ventura books, I have so many uh, professional wrestling books. Listen, old school wrestling fans, current wrestling fans, whatever the case is. Listen, you pencil neck geeks, read Classy Freddy Blassie's book. Phenomenal. Anyway, you guys ready? I'm one. Not after one. On one. Five, four, three, two, one. And we click on one. Click on one. You ready? Five, four. Click on one. Three, two. Click on one. One. Lutez versus Buddy Rogers. Chicago International Amphitheater. And we are starting, ladies and gentlemen. Let me throw my headphones on real quick. Turn the volume up. And there's Buddy Rock. Look at look at the jaw. Look how he holds his jaw. And you're telling me that Ric Flair does a better nature boy than Charlotte Flair, folks. Could be Red Butler's coat too, with two gimmicks on it there. But our Mr. Rogers is a very vain. Elegant, egotistical kind of a kid. He's meeting Lou Fez. Lou is here tonight in Chicago with his dad. Sorry, folks, I'm actually eating right now as we're watching along. And I should be talking. Nature boy Buddy Rogers is somewhat of a. 
No, folks, remember, when Rick Flair first came out, the second Nature Boy, well, there was a lot. There was uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, how many of them? There was like two or three other Nature Boys on top of that. Okay, here we go, folks. And this is the first time I'm watching this match, actually, folks. I actually didn't think they had a uh, Buddy Rogers versus Lucas match. So they damn sure didn't have a Buddy Rogers versus Bruno San Martino match. I don't think they did. Okay. Folks, well, once again, I'm sorry, but... Look at the original Nature Boy's facial expression. How can you tell me? How can anybody tell me that Charlotte Flair does not pull off a better Nature Boy than Ric Flair? So facial expressions alone. No more way he's standing. The way he's standing even. I'm sorry, folks, but just come on. This almost amounts to a two. Well, well. Like he's been to Minsky's a couple of times. I said, he's a well-built boy. He was a Mr. America, as a matter of fact. All about the first year, I think they got around to choosing the pick of the male crop. Ah. You see how he's milking it, folks, once again. Taking his time. Both of these men were in training uh, around Scotland. What was that? Oh, wow. Rush is right, and here we go. There is no feeling each other out, folks, and they're coming right into it. I would say uh, offhand that it rather upset his hair, too. Quite as pretty as it was. Look at this. I remember both the loot ads. Keep your eyes on the guys. The loot ads, um. Match. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. There's a head scissors put on as a result of a falling arm lock. And that would have locked in really good when he brought him down. Locked in really good when he brought him down. He's got to flip over. That's what he's got to do. Has developed a hold, which quite a few of the top wrestlers use. It's called pile driver. Oh, really? Of picking a man up as though you were going to do a reverse backdrop, but instead of doing the reverse backdrop, you just drop him on his head from about hip height. Yeah, so Buddy Rogers. Little on the rugged side, if you know what I mean. Did you hear that, folks? Apparently, Buddy Rogers, as far as we know, Buddy Rogers was the earliest professional wrestler to use the pile driver. As far as we, as far as I know, at least. Well, that's one way to break it up. And he walks off like it's nothing. Rogers has boasted that he'll win from Fez two straight. Let's see if he can make good his boast. It's a headlock. Hmm. That was nice. Well, 
And you know, uh, as I'm watching this match, folks, obviously, Lutez is the face, I believe, and Buddy Rogers is the heel, if I'm not mistaken. I I'm not sure. I'm guesstimating. Because all I know, depending on what territory they're in and what year it is, well, I know Buddy Rogers could be a face. Not sure if he ever made a face. I'm pretty sure he did. Like I said, I'm watching this at the same time for most of you, if not all of you, are watching this for the first time. But like I said, oh, wow, that is so nice, so swift. See Dick Mastro sitting there. He's an ex so swift. Boy Clinky down there, the guy with the tin ears. See, once again, folks, this is about a half-hour match. And you see how they're, they're keeping folks, like, you know, they're still entertained. Maybe, uh, what, about four and a half, five minutes now? Now, four and a half, five minutes. On any pay-per-view, any, any regular match, Four and a half, five minutes, the match would have been half over already. They would have been out later. Oh, man, who's going to win? Both men are going to win. I'll be right back, folks. This did not happen back then. Back then, the four and a half, five minutes, you're just getting into the match. I'll, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. That's, that's an old, 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 old school wrestler. On the strength that that's exactly how long it's actually going to take him to actually get into the match. Is that long? Because it's. Greg Diamond Valentine's having an eight minute match? Come on, man. That's an easy payday for him. Give him a good half hour match. Let him get into it. Lou tried to get out of the way of that one and make a flying toehold, but missed out on it. There was an arm lock kipped, another one kipped. Brother, these guys use them fast. Oh, that was good. And I, ah, baby, we know. And I apologize, folks, once again, that I was just eating this piece of meat. It was delicious. But you see how. How quickly, once once a pinfall or a hold attempt actually breaks apart, they go right back to each other, and they, it actually they actually make it look like they're trying to out wrestle each other, out to one up each other, just on a one hold. They're struggling and they're clawing just on that one hold, just to get a hold on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I don't know what that means, but okay. But yeah, once again, folks, this is these are the matches you guys have to study. With all due respect to Hogan and Backlund, San Martino and Austin, Rock and Cena, uh, you know, and Kenny Omega. 
And Nick Oldis, which Nick Oldis, I love me some Nick Oldis right now. Anybody else that comes, in my opinion, in my opinion, if you're not actually like studying professional wrestling from the 1950s and earlier, you're a professional wrestling fan. I understand that, but you're not the diehard professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like you, like let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. You're not the historian professional wrestling fan. You can be a diehard professional wrestling fan, but you're not a historian professional wrestling fan. In my opinion, you have to study your professional wrestling from the 1950s and before. To know where it came from, to know where it started from, to know who's who. Which is sad, too, because a lot of people don't realize, especially nowadays, <clears throat> Charlotte Flair, love Charlotte Flair. I think she's one of the greatest female professional wrestlers. Love Charlotte Flair. A lot of people know that, okay, Charlotte Flair, then you have Ric Flair. She takes after Ric Flair. Ric Flair's the nature boy. Well, where did, where did the nature boy get, who does he take after? Ask any, anybody from the age of 25, maybe even, yeah, 25, I would say, 25 and under, who's a, oh, yeah, I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, great, who's Charlotte uh, Flair take you after? Ric Flair, great, who's Ric Flair take you after? I, it, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's not a knock on the youngins. That's not a knock on the youngins. I'm glad you guys, hey, listen, if you guys are young and you guys are watching this and having to watch along, one time for them. Hold on. One time Snoop Dogg for them. See, they're doing their thing. They're trying to learn professional wrestling. They're learning the psychology. They're trying to pull his hair, but his hair's too short to actually pull. Oh, there we go. Hooks him with the forearm around to the face. I've done that to a few people. Believe it or not, folks, in an in in actual wrestling match or a fight or whatever you want to call it, when somebody tries to do that to you, you you automatically, when they try to freaking bring you to the ground, whatever the case is, that's one of the first things you like. Right there. Just right there. As soon as you hook the front of their face, Across the freaking jawbone area with your forearm, and yeah, you can push down and you're good. See how fast he got out of that hold? As soon as the forearm went right down into Lutez's uh, face, that hold got broken real quick. Oh, what did he do? Caught him in the gut, I guess. Now, it's funny, folks, if you, if you watch this, right, okay, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers is not that big of a guy, okay, Lou says, not that big of a guy, so when people say, oh, you know, professional wrestling is mostly just these wannabe roided up guys, those are the naysayers, okay, now, 
for everybody that's involved in professional wrestling, that's a huge fan of professional wrestling, that always, um, for some reason, think, no, if you're just, unless you're the size of Cena, or you're the size of Hogan, or you're the size of The Rock, or, or you know, freaking, or The Warlord, you're never going to make it in professional wrestling. That's not true. You want to know how I know that that's not true? Because, voila, look what we have right here. We have Lutez, the greatest. Versus Hackensmith. Uh, excuse me, Rogers. I apologize. <laughs> we did about like three or four freaking podcasts already, folks. So we're against Rogers. We're, we're watching Lutez versus Buddy Rogers. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the size of them. They're not hulked up. They're not worried at all. Size in professional wrestling at one time was a fad. But it only lasted about, what, maybe seven to eight years at the most, at the most. Because remember, when professional wrestling blew up, it wasn't until 85 with Hogan. There were bodies, bodies, and bodies because bodies sold. Once it got to about 1990, 1991, that's when the bodies phased back out. Bodies was only like a, a major thing in professional wrestling as much as people want to say, oh, it's all chopped up. People no. That was only a phase in professional wrestling for about maybe five to six, maybe five to seven years at the most, folks. And then it phased out again and went back into guys like Bret Hart or Shawn Michael or, or even Diesel. Diesel was not that big. He was not that jacked. Don't get me wrong. He had size on him, but he was not that actual. He was not that jacked, with the exception for him being seven foot tall. He was, Kevin Nash was actually not that big until he actually went to WCW. Get your cameras out of the way, fellas. <laughs> Get your cameras out of the way, fellas. Now it's your iPhone. Get your apples out of the way, fellas. Look at the cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah, that's back. Oh, by the way, folks, for the youngins, you can actually smoke indoors in arenas back then. That actually, they, they made it illegal all across the board in the early 90s, early to mid-90s in the United States. They made it illegal across the board. But I forgot about it. In case, now, <clears throat> keep another thing in mind. You see the guy, uh, the audience members? The audience themselves, look at the, oh, wow. With the quickness, jumped right on them. I apologize for turning away from the uh, the match itself. Wow, that's freaking, oh my God, that's so beautiful. You can't pin them, though. Well, Lutez can't pin. It's a submission hold, not a pinning maneuver. But anyway, if you look at the crowd, folks, you see how they all got button-up shirts. And most of them are in three-piece. These are, like, business people, I want to, I guess you could say. Like, this is how people... Dress back in the day when you went to see a professional wrestling show or a professional wrestling match. Let me rephrase that. This is how people dress. Like they actually dress proper. This was a big to do back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Keep in mind, there are no children in the audience. You didn't bring your children to watch a professional wrestling match. For a terrific crowd of people. Rogers is starting in the slug. 
But I apologize, folks. Like I said, every now and then you're gonna hear me stop talking for a quick second. It's only because I'm taking a break and I'm trying to enjoy whatever I'm eating for a split. This is like literally the fourth or fifth podcast that we did in a row. So I've been going like four hours, maybe five hours straight. Now we're at the 20 minute mark already. How much is left of this? Wow, we only have we have less than 20 minutes left of this, folks. Buddy Rogers versus Lutez. Keep him up. Wow. And once again, I have to admit, I mean, Ric Flair does a good Buddy Rogers, a good nature boy, but it's... Sorry, I, I think Charlotte Flair, I, unknowingly, I think, I don't know if she's, she's studied Buddy Rogers or studied, you know, her father, Ric Flair, and then studied Buddy Rogers, but... The facial expressions, like, the, the way, like, you know, the way she stands, her body structure, the whole nine, to me, it's just, man, Charlotte Flair does a much better Buddy Rogers than Ric Flair. And he just cuffed him quite a few times. So I wish I could rewind that, but I was busy talking, but he just cuffed him quite a few times, and you heard that, too. Now, keep in mind, this was back in the days when they did not have microphones underneath the ring. Did I say that? Yes, folks. WWE, AEW, NWA, even, they need microphones underneath the ring because if you're in an arena and they don't have microphones underneath the ring and you don't hear exactly what's going on in the ring from every slap to every uh, punch, well, they don't actually punch now. It's actually a foot stomp. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. They need the cameras to pick it up. They need the audience in the arena to pick it up. Back then... Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's actually what it sounds like in real life. To body slam somebody without microphones under... Oh, and the pile driver! Holy smokes! Done! Wow! What a pile driver that was, too! That was a... Oh, my God! That was a jumping spike pile... I don't like it either, I don't like him either, mother. Folks, I am pausing this real quick. No, I'm not pausing it. We got to watch it right through. Holy, what? An outcast, socially. And folks, it was about maybe 15 and a half to 16 minutes. I think, I believe this is another two out of three falls. And they, they still call it a pile driver back then. Look at that, folks. Wow, my goodness, oh my, wow, he won via pile driver, what is the next man, I believe it's still Buddy Rogers and Lutez, right, no, yeah, it is, so this is part two, folks, I'm going to pause this at two minutes, uh, excuse me, 20 minutes and 10 seconds, and this is 23 minutes and 10 seconds on here, on the freaking um, app alone, but listen, folks, Lutez versus Buddy Rogers. There's only about 16 minutes tops left, and we will be right back with that. Thank you guys so much. This is really a history lesson. I'm watching this for the first time, too, as well. Once again, for you professional wrestling history buffs, please, you pencil neck geeks. And 
By the way, I also have some other books that I'll also freaking uh, get into and actually freaking do a review on. From Mick Foley to um, Chris Jericho to a few other, even Governor Ventura. I've already ranked all of his books. I did more than enough uh, podcasts about Governor Ventura's books. Maybe I'll do some more. I don't know, folks. But anyway, Lutez versus Buddy Rogers. Round two coming up. Thank you guys for listening. Damn, this is 24 minutes. You guys are nuts. I, like I said, forgive me. I've This is like number six that we're going on right now. And we're just doing them back to back to back to back to back. Fuck it. What would, excuse my language. I apologize. I mean, uh, forget about it, folks. We're just going to keep doing them until I get tired, I guess. We're doing watch-alongs all night. This is the all-night watch-along, Political This Radio. Thank you guys for listening.